Welcome to C-Notes with Jackie Schinnerer, brought to you by Commercial Capital Solutions. C-Notes is your source for expert insight and advice on how the right financing strategies and partnerships can help you grow your business. Welcome back to C-Notes. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I have with me my friend, the CEO of Commercial Capital Solutions, Jackie Schinnerer. And Jackie, let's talk a little bit about buying and selling businesses, or buying anyway, because I think this is a huge topic for people who are considering uh, maybe the strategic advantage of it. It feels complicated. It feels uh, overwhelming. It feels like I'm going to have to bear my soul to somebody in order to go through the books. It feels like I'm going to have to audit the last 16 years of my company in order to prove to somebody I can get a loan. It just feels big and heavy. Should I be thinking that it's big and heavy? Should it be as intimidating as it is to me? Or what sort of mindset or approach uh, or guidance can you give me on sort of the the simple ways we can demystify this process a little bit. Um, I am certainly not going to sugarcoat it. It is really difficult. And there are um, so many different angles. And it's not so much about making the decision. I get it, right? Like we we typically work with, um, we're not working with like private equity buyers. You know, we're, we're typically working with one of three people. So it's either maybe like a corporate executive that has been in a particular industry or has experienced a particular industry and they're just tired of working for somebody else. Right. And they want to take their experience and they want to buy, um, a business that they're familiar with and grow, um, their wealth. And, um, um, they have some, emotional ties to to doing it that way. And then the other thing that we're working with is per- perhaps an entrepreneur that um, is running a successful business and wants to buy their competitor or wants to buy somebody that's strategic in the market that um, they feel is going to be a good add-on to their company. Or the third thing that we're dealing with, which has been really interesting is, um, there's been a lot of this, is Maybe um, someone who is a little bit younger in their overall career experience, highly educated, and they just don't want to, they want to take the entrepreneurial journey and they've got some, they've got some money saved, they've got some experience and they want to go off and do that. And so it's not only about like identifying that you want to take this step, because I can speak of growing up in a family owned business working with entrepreneurs for the last 23 years and having my own company for the last two years, like it is not an easy journey. And so once you kind of make that decision, right, you've got to find out, okay, well, what business am I going to buy? What's available? And so, you know, we talk a lot about, um, I can't stress enough having guidance and like not going it alone. And I think about not going it alone from a commercial broker helping you find the right lending facility or help you get the right facility. But, you know, that includes, you know, bringing in somebody that's a business broker, right? Or somebody that's an M&A broker, somebody who has a lot of experience in your field to help share with you like the ins and outs and knows who's selling. And so, not only is it finding the right, having the right expert, um, making sure that you're financially viable enough to do it, finding the right business that is um, on the up and up, I shall say, because there's a lot of businesses and a lot of people or processes that I've personally experienced in these record last two years of acquisition or M&A activity. And then not only that, but I can't tell you about even getting the financing in place, even going through all your due diligence, even buttoning up everything. There are always issues after closing. 
And I've had the experience of, you know, being able to talk to my clients about what they've experienced. So it is, it is 1000% doable. Um, you just have to have the the right people, the right team, the right guidance, and be able to get through opportunities quickly. You know, I have a client of mine right now that I love to pieces, greatest guy, lots of good experience. Um, we've been working together for uh, a, almost two years, and we are putting together a proposal for like the third acquisition. And he probably, um, and he hasn't got purchased any businesses, and he's probably gone through his due diligence of at least 50 plus companies. So it can be a daunting process, but with the right people, the right guidance, the you can kind of truncate um, the time that's spent doing that. Now, uh, this is great. Um, one of the things that comes to mind for me, and I don't want to spend forever on this because I'm really interested in sort of some of the uh, financial aspects of this, but do you have any advice or insights or guidance on when it should be a almost a defensive move. So I'm thinking about a smaller mid or mid-sized market. Uh, maybe maybe one of the folks that you talked about, and they know that this company is for sale, or they know that in order for them to uh, prevent somebody else in their space from acquiring this thing, they have to make the move. And when that happens, there can there can be a sense of a rush, or uh, there can be a sense of uh, uh, we have to get there before the other person, or at least make a good faith offer before the mm -hmm. other person. And I don't feel like that's conducive to really thoughtful due diligence and things like this. And I feel like sometimes that's where we get bit. We get bit with, well, we were down the road and then we found out. Then then the mm -hmm. dirty laundry came out. Do you have any, uh, I don't know, perspective on that? Is that, how do I approach that? If, if those opportunities come up, how do I also be patient, but uh, take action with energy? So you, you have to, you know, it, it's like a marriage, right? I love that we talk about dating and marriage and all these other things, but you know, the, um, if you're buying the right company, the seller is invested in their people, they're invested in their legacy, they're invested in bringing in the right partner. And so I've seen, so a couple of things that you mentioned is that, you know, rushing to the table to do this, um, quite honestly, if it's done incorrectly, could be one of the biggest mistakes a business owner could make. And, you know, um, I think when you have the deals that I see that are most successful, not only getting closed, but also post-close acquisition are the buyer and seller that are very well integrated. They um, have done everything the right way. They haven't tried to shortcut anything. And, you know, unfortunately, there's just some companies out there that, um, you know, haven't haven't done things that way. So, you know, and I think there's like so much emotion into this as well, is that you're dealing with both entrepreneurs that are um, um, very emotionally tied to their businesses, right? And when you talk to an entrepreneur that's maybe invested 20, 30, 40, 50 years in his business, right? Selling it is a big deal. And so what I find is that a lot of those companies want to make sure that they're selling to the right buyer, right? They want to make sure that they're selling to somebody that's going to take care of their customers, take care of their employees, take care of their um, relationships that they've had over this, you know, tenure that they've had this business and, and that they can know that like when all is said and done, 
that their company is going to be in good hands moving forward. And so it's almost like you, I understand why people say like, you know, we want to do things quickly and it can happen quickly. I mean, it really can happen quickly, but you just need to have um, the right, um, everybody's got to be on the same page. And, you know, what I find in acquisitions that don't go well, that we get very far along down the path, it's because things aren't, um, there's a lot of shortcuts or there's a lot of things that haven't been disclosed or um, there are things that come up due during the due diligence period. But, you know, when you're, we, we specialize probably in acquisitions that are like a million to 15 million and, you know, maybe putting down 10%, you know, so you're talking about a, a very large, you know, investment in a business. You know, I, I talked to a business owner the other day, we helped finance her building. You know, she first bought her business for 75,000, right? Did she need to go through like a ton of due diligence? Like maybe yes and no, but like when you're, when you're working on a larger acquisition um, and you just don't want to come into a situation where there's a, there's a bunch of skeletons in the closet. Right. And so I can't say it enough about doing your due diligence. And if things start to go the wrong way, you've got to be willing to pull out. And I worked with a very successful entrepreneur. He's in the manufacturing space. He wanted to acquire a company the price was outrageous, right? It was 2021. There was a lot more activity that we're seeing today, but you know, it was hard for my client to walk away because he really wanted the company, but the right thing for him to do was to walk away, right? It just was not worth um and the structure that the seller wanted was just it just didn't make sense, right? And so that's why you know, having someone like a, a business broker and having somebody like um, a commercial capital solutions, it's very versed in this space. Instead of saying like, okay, great, we can get this loan done for you because we just want to get it closed. Like, is this the right thing for you to be doing? And, you know, should we be advising you to go ahead and move forward? So, you know, while it's always tough, um, you know when things are going right and you know when things are going wrong. And every single acquisition that I've worked on where there has been um, problematic at every single step of the stage, even if my client has wanted to move forward and get the financing, there's always been issues afterwards. C-Notes with Jackie Schinnerer is a production of Commercial Capital Solutions. Hey, we get it. Finding and closing commercial loans is challenging, tedious, and frustrating. But not for us. Commercial Capital Solutions is passionate about helping you succeed, grow, and plan for what's next. Learn more at commercialcapital.solutions. I love, I love this uh, this guidance that you're you're sharing about surround yourself with the right expertise and the right people who can, in a lot of ways, help be help us to not make emotional decisions, uh, whether we're buying or we're selling. Because I think you're right; it's almost like uh, another analogy. If we find that house that we just love, and we it's in the perfect neighborhood, and it's this and that and the other thing, but then somebody with expertise can go in there and say. Uh, no, this is a mess and here's why. And this could be a mess in two years if you don't fix this thing now. So I love this idea of surrounding myself with experts. But tell me a little bit about what should I be looking for? What are some of the things? So if I'm in the mood to acquire, uh, right. how, do I, how do I make sure that I steer clear of drama because I'm asking and I'm looking and I'm looking with uh, the right perspective at the right things? 
Right. So I look at it in two different buckets, right? You've got financial metrics. And so, you know, I've even worked on a deal recently where the seller filed different tax returns than he provided my buyer. Oh my word. Crazy. I've literally seen it all. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it all, but something always pops up. So make sure that they have books and records and taxes that are verifiable, that are understandable, dig into the trends. You know, the, the other, you know, the other thing that's going on right now is that, um, you know, we've got inflationary concerns, we've got recession concerns, we've got supply chain issues, which I think 78% of small business owners still feel like their supply chain issues 58% of small business owners are still having labor challenges. So, you know, you you really want to dig into like the financial metrics and how all these other things that are going on in our economy affect that small business. And then you've got the other side of like the human element, right? Culturally, are they going to be culturally a good fit? Are their employees happy? Have their employees been there a long time? You know, what type of customer relationships do they have? You know, do they have any complaints against the business? Um, you know, what kind of supplier relationships have they had and how long have they done that? You know, how long have they been in business? You know, and and I don't think that, you know, getting in the weeds of all of these things to make sure that you're not getting into, you know, a bunch of issues. And then you know, like I just recently had a client of mine um, buy a business and the owners don't want to sell, um, they don't want to hire an attorney and they don't want to go through any of the the proper legal um, um, disclosures, you know, and to me, it's like, why are we at the final moment of this knowing that you don't have the right like team and legal people in place? You know, if you can get information quickly, if they're highly organized, if they have the right team, if they've got a, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you you have to have somebody on each side brokering the transaction. And quite honestly, I've seen um, some business brokers that have that have ruined transactions, and it's just been between the buyer and seller. But you know, you want to look at the financial metrics, you want to look at the economic activity that's going on right now, and how that's going to affect the business. Um, and then you also want to take a look at, you know, and that also includes like customer concentrations and, you know, um, you know, collections, how they're just actually managing the business. But but also this human element of this, I think, is extremely, extremely important. You know, um, it's so interesting because I feel like if I you shouldn't have. Uh, dramatic surprises. If if you're doing uh, a deal with somebody who is as interested in success as you are, there, I would imagine, not be intentionally. There would not be, uh, you know, sort of these kind of covert operations where it turns out at the eleventh hour that this is more difficult, or after the fact, um, after mm -hmm. the sale, that things become more uh, more difficult. Tell me a little bit. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. What are some of the things that, let's say, I'd, I let's say I get this wrong. And I think I got it right, but what am I going to start to experience? What issues will I start to experience kind of after closing, if you will, that uh, that could could really impact my ability to actually uh, succeed with this new business that I bought? You know, I think the ones that I typically tend to see the most and like there are going to be things that come up, right? And you just need to be prepared for them. You need to think through them um, and you need to have a plan. Um, but a couple of things that I've seen is, you know, I had um, 
a lot of times when you're working with a privately owned business, a small business, you know, it's about that person, right? And so you do want to look at like what other team is in place to help bridge this gap or bridge this transitional period. And sometimes that might be like keeping the seller involved in the business for like three or 12 months to help like correctly transition it, which I always think is a really important practice. But um, people, right? I had a client who um, bought a business and half his staff quit, right? So how do you prevent your key people as part of the maybe purchase sale agreement, um, whether it's through bonuses, whether it's through an incentive plan to stay on um, or a non-compete, right? Like, you know, you could buy a business and somebody could go, go off on the own that has all of these relationships with customers and suppliers, Um you know, I had one situation um, for a good friend of mine. We didn't do his deal. We got involved a little bit later, but, you know, he got into the company and realized that one of the key employees wanted to buy it and the the owner didn't sell it to him. Like, how do you think that that is going to fare with like the key employee that's part of it? And even I've seen some of the best valuations, smartest due diligence, you know, most brilliant people out there that are doing like quality of earnings, if that's necessary, you know, things get missed. Right. And, you know, but a lot of it has to do with um, how do you ensure through the executive team or the team that's running the company that there's some continuity, you know, how do you ensure that the people that are there um, that are your key people and ensuring that you're successful, um, stay and remain and are happy? And how do you ensure that the the relationships that are key to the success of the business um, are um, going to work with you? Because we're, everybody's got competition, right? And so um, those are the things that I think are, are, are most important. You know, rarely, you know, you do go through a business valuation of quality or earnings and you know, a lender is going to make sure that all the financial data, because a lender wants to get repaid, right? And so they want to make sure that all the financial data is on the up and up and accurate. But it's it's more about having, you know, have a board of advisors, right? That can help you, you know, work through some of these key issues and help you through this transitional period. Um, because the, those are the those are the things that I see at post acquisition that come up most often. I feel like. Um this is the first of a few conversations we can have about this whole idea, because as you point out, you, you know, when, when you're buying a company, you really are buying its employees or its supply mm-hmm. chain or its vendors, or, you know, and if one of those things, um, if one of those gears starts to get stuck uh, or, or just falls out of the engine entirely, the whole reason that you bought the business or were interested uh, can start to 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 really you know sputter around you, and I think it's really important to kind of. I love this idea of sharing uh, this experience with with experts around you, and you've named several that can help us make these decisions, help us ask these questions, give us alternatives and ideas for how to make sure that these things are are in place. It's not, as you pointed out at the very start, a super simple process. It doesn't need to be painful, but it's something where I really need to put a lot of thought and energy into making sure it's the right thing for me. Absolutely. Jackie Schinnerer is the CEO of Commercial Capital Solutions, and she is the smartest person in the room. So, Jackie, it's always great to be with you. I can't wait to talk again next time. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining us, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. 
C-Notes with Jackie Schinnerer is brought to you by Commercial Capital Solutions. We're efficient, credible, and transparent about navigating business and commercial financing to help you focus on your business and your next opportunities. Learn more at commercialcapital.solutions.